From the Talking Disney Studios in Cheyenne, Wyoming, Logan, Utah, and Las Vegas, Nevada, this is the Talking Disney Podcast. To all who come to this happy place, welcome. And here are your hosts. I'm Jason. And I'm Cody. And I'm James. And welcome to episode 66 of the Talking Disney Podcast. I'm your host, Jason. And I am here once again with my two co-hosts, Cody and James. What is going on, guys? Not much. How you doing? I'm doing well, Cody. Wow. Cody's gonna fail tonight. I am excited. (laughs) What are you excited about, Cody? Huh? That was unexpected. Yeah. Hey, you know, I told you I was getting my sound effects ready. (laughs) What what, what are you so excited about? Man, there has been so much going on in the world of Disney, specifically Disneyland. There has been since we haven't recorded in three weeks. We haven't been able to talk about it. And I'm here for it. So we'll just get right into it. We'll talk some Disney then. We'll talk some Disneyland. Everything is completely different in Disneyland than it was last time we recorded. It's like night and day difference. It is a different world today than it was three weeks ago. I mean, there's there's, at least within the last week specifically, maybe two, but definitely within the last week. I mean, there's been announcements almost every day of something or something changing at the park or something new is coming or something's changing. Yeah. It's been a lot. I think the biggest thing I want to talk about, and then you guys could just throw in whatever you want. If you want to talk about other stuff that you've read or probably is the, uh, the announcer that California kind of went back to normal on June 15th. And so did Disneyland. Yes. Uh, Hallelujah. To a, to a point. uh, And I'll, and I'll, I'll break it down here. I've got this graphic that I got off the internet. I don't know who it came from. I just copied it down, but uh, basically, if you're going to Disneyland now, masks are not required if you're vaccinated for indoors and only required outdoors if distancing cannot be maintained, but you can always maintain social distance, I suppose. Uh, All riders over the age of two on the buses are required to wear masks, and they also say that if you're not vaccinated, you're supposed to wear a mask, but they are not going to uh, request any proof of that. Uh, Honor system. I don't know how that's going to affect children who have not been vaccinated. Because if, if, if children haven't been, you know, the vaccine has been made available to them, you can't really say, hey, my kid's vaccinated. Cause yeah, so I don't know how Disney is handling yeah. that. and that, yeah. Because I would think Disney does not want to be confrontational um, right. in that situation and have to stop a family yeah. at the gate because their 10-year-old doesn't have a mask, right. you know, and I'm sure they have a limited supply of masks where they'll be like, here, wear it. But then every person, every cast member there beyond the, the entry gate has to be on top of that 10 year old every time they see him too. Right. And yeah, so, so yes, yeah, as vaccinated guests may go without masks, self attest only no proof required or will be asked for COVID distancing and temperature checks are now gone. 
Great. Uh, they, I saw pictures yesterday. They were filling the stickers off the ground for the yep. you know line yep. up here, 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 here. Uh, capacity restrictions eventually will be increased. Uh, and we probably Disney. I don't. I don't see Disney announcing it. Hey, today we're going to forty-five. Today we're going to sixty-five. I think you're just going to see it getting busier and busy over time. Obviously, right now, cast member issues. They don't have enough cast members to go back to one hundred percent capacity. I don't believe. Um, so as they get them back and get them trained up or get new ones in, eventually you're going to see the Disneyland of pre 2020 March mm-hmm. on it as, as far as being, being busy and stuff. Um, yeah. I don't see the reservation system going away. I don't know. Do, do you think the reservation system works? Um, I think as a way for Disney to control the amount of people on certain days. Yep. And that that's probably its biggest appeal for Disney because they can 100% control how many people are there. Right. They would never ever with a reservation system in place, they'll never have a capacity issue. They will never have to turn people away at the gate saying, sorry folks, you know, the park is full. You can't go in. You can go over to California adventure, but you can't come into Disneyland because I haven't ever seen people be turned away from DCA, but I've seen it in some of those peak times of the year where they close the gates of Disneyland for several hours or sometimes the rest of the day so and they say, think, sorry, you can't come in. You think the reservation system will stick around? Even if they ever do bring back the <clears throat> annual pass system, uh, you think the reservation system will stay? I think it, it'll, I, I, it's hard to say if it'll stay indefinitely forever until the end of time. Right. But I think for the next little while, absolutely. And, and that could it, even be after they bring or introduce whatever the new pass holder program is going to be. There's been talks of a membership or a loyalty program, whatever they're going to want to coin it. Going on and buying your tickets and then making a reservation, you go on, enter your pass number, whatever numbers associated with it. Then it takes you to a reservation page and you pick whichever days you want to go. So I think are the, so the days of just, Hey, it's 12 o'clock. Let's head out to Disneyland because we're annual pass holders. You think that those, those are gone. Those are done. Um, Generally, I would say yes, but I think that there's still going to be situations out there where depending on the the time of the year and how busy the park is in general, some of those local people could still very easily snag a same day or a next day reservation. Right. If it's a Friday and then you're like, you know, I kind of feel like going to Disneyland tomorrow and they go on Disneyland.com at eight o'clock at night and, you know, there's probably a good chance that that Saturday would still be open unless it's christmas new year's fourth of july thanksgiving you know yeah so before before we get too far into i I, let me finish reading some of the stuff that's on my thing so still not available single rider single rider still not available fast pass is still not available max pass the mickey and friends trams are still not running and it says the monorail is still not running so i heard Uh, something interesting in regards to the trams okay um and this is coming from, and you know, by the time I'm relaying it, it's at least third hand. But um, apparently uh, the uh, initial source is cast members at Disneyland. Uh, and apparently the trams are uh, non-operational right now. That they, especially after sitting for the last year, mm. they are three years past their life expectancy. Apparently those trams are 23 years old. Um, the, the life expectancy of the tram apparently is only 20 years. 
And so they either have to go through a major renovation, the entire fleet, or they have to replace the entire fleet. And so I think that's the predicament that they're in right now. So even though the Toy Story parking lot is set to open on June 17th or 18th, sometime this week. Uh, the Toy Story? June 18th. Yeah, 18th. So what is that, Friday? Uh, that'll be Friday. We're recording on Wednesday night, June 16th. So Friday, June 18th. Yeah, so that's set to open then. Right. Because right now they're queuing everybody up on the harbor side in the bus loading and unloading area before they let them go through security and into the Esplanade. Come Friday, that's going to have to change because those buses are going to need to roll through there. So Friday, uh, pre-park opening, will start to look a lot more pre-COVID as well where people are going to start congregating in the Esplanade because they're going to have to let them through security and into the Esplanade because those buses have to be rolling in and out. But I think it's going to be a while before we see the trams come back because of the predicament that they're in with the trams right now. Right. Yeah. Some of the other things says remaining are hand hand sanitizing stations. So those are going to be remaining hand washing stations are going to be removed. I was kind of confused on that. I thought they were saying the same thing, but somebody on Facebook said they hand washing stations were a little different. They were, you could actually wash your hands. soap. they had soap water towels or whatever, uh, those are going away, but the hand sanitizing stations are staying. Uh, distancing and marker signs. Like I said, I saw a couple pictures of cast members taking those off the ground. Uh, the plexiglass dividers on the attraction vehicles and the queues are being removed. Um, pen trading boards are coming back. Ride vehicles are going to be at full capacity now. Um, attraction queues are going to be returned to normal. And then the last thing Cody mentioned on June 18th, that the Toy Story buses were going to be, we're going to start to run again. So, so no single rider yet, but I can see that coming back soon. I can see why they don't have it yet. Um, yeah, maybe cause you don't want strangers sitting together, I guess, but you're so close anyways. I don't, I, th- I think that'll, that'll come back within the next month or so. I would also argue that because there are no annual pass holders right now, that there's probably a much smaller percentage of people going by themselves right True. now. True. There yeah. is probably very few single party people at Disneyland right now because yeah. You have to buy a ticket every time you want to go. Even some of these YouTubers that are used to having an annual pass and going whenever they want every week, two, three times a week, right? they can still do that, but they have to buy a single day ticket or multi-day ticket every time they want to go Yeah, and make a reservation like everybody else. Yeah. So th- that's just some of the things that I took off the internet. Obviously, if you want official information, you go to the official Disney website, but um yeah, it's looking good. Uh, it's looking and, great. And just to kind of provide some insight on still having to wear a mask on on the bus, so like the Toy Story uh, parking lot shuttle bus, I, I don't know 100%, but i thinking that the reason you have to wear it on the bus is because I think it's still recommended by the CDC that masks are worn on public transit and the bus yeah. is considered public transit. So I think that Disney's not going to openly disregard the CDC recommendation and say you don't have to wear it on the bus. Yeah. Yep. All right. So that's good news for you guys who you both of you have trips planned within the next month, I believe. I'm I'm a month. Yeah. 
month out? A month from yesterday would be my first day in the park. And James is like a week out? I am. <clears throat> I will be driving out there in eight days. Eight days, yeah. So. I can't wait. Yeah. I told this, I told Marsha about the 15th and what was going on. And she said, oh, we need to start planning a trip. So. Let's do it. Uh, I'm yeah. waiting. Me personally, I'm waiting for when the, the military tickets come back and how the hell that process is going to work. Yeah. Because uh, I buy mine from the base. Before, you didn't have to make a reservation. You could just go. So I don't know how that's going to work with getting onto the reservation system. And if, if, if there's an option to choose that you're using the military ticket, because um, obviously I'm not going online and buying my ticket. I already have my ticket from them and I'm still waiting for a call back from them to see if they're even selling them yet here at the base. So, right. Uh, Cause that's how, that's how we, we normally do it. But I wonder if, if it would be something like where you can buy like the voucher or whatever from, from the base. Um, of course it would have to be integrated with, with Disneyland's website, but then you can take that voucher code or whatever and input it into yeah, that's the what I'm site. Waiting. And it would that's register that you have a ticket and then it would allow you yourself to make the reservation. That's what I'm waiting to see. Some Somebody that I talked to said that if you, I don't know where he heard it from. So this is second, third hand. If you go to the military base and you buy your ticket, you do the whole thing there. When you, instead of just buying the ticket, you then make the reservations also with them. Interesting. So I, I'm just waiting to hear officially. Which is, would be fine, them. right? Because do you ever just buy them just to have them or do you no. buy them and know you're, when you're going? We, we buy them with a date in mind that we're going. Okay. Obviously, if we bought them with a date in mind and we weren't able to get those days, we would have to change the dates. But we never just buy them to hold on to them. So mm -hmm. we, don't, we don't purchase them until we're ready to go. So, right. Um, whenever that may be. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, and kind of goes along with the, the Disneyland thing. Another um, thing that I think Cody sent me, I think I saw it on Facebook also. And then I reposted it on our Facebook page with the fireworks returning to the Disneyland resort and Walt Disney world. Um, yes. So Cody, if you, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So that to me? yeah. What was it? Was it yesterday? The 15th? I, was it on I, the 15th? I believe that's when I posted it. Uh, when did so, I send it to you? Wow, we certainly text a lot, don't we? The three of us. <laughs> I didn't even think I'd have to scroll back this far for the last 24 hours. Well, that's Sunday. Did I just, I didn't just send it to you, right? I think, no, I think you sent, no, you sent it to both of us. I'm looking for, because Jason doesn't have an iPhone, I'm looking for the, the, the picture from the link that you'd be able to see when you send links well, to should, people with it iPhones. Been yesterday, I it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. So yesterday, June fifteenth, uh, D twenty three released an article saying that fireworks are returning to both Disneyland and Magic Kingdom Park. They didn't, however, say anything about the other theme parks in Disney World. There has been people seeing testing going on in Epcot and things like that but I don't think the article specifically mentioned anything other than magic kingdom specifically at this time. Um, well here on this, uh, let me interrupt you quick. Disney parks blog. I don't know if it's the same article. It says that while Disney world resort in Florida, July 1st marks the start of the nightly fireworks performances at magic kingdom and Epcot. Oh, Oh, I'm it'll looking be, at it right here. It does say okay. Epcot. It'll be happily ever after I think at magic kingdom and then a show called Epcot forever at Epcot. Which I think is the new one that they've been waiting to 
debut. Yeah, I can't so remember what their new Epcot show was supposed to be, but it might be Epcot fireworks, forever. music and lighting effects over the world showcase lagoon, highlighting the themes of innovation, exploration, imagination, and celebration. So well, maybe speaking that's of celebration, one, yeah, real quick, uh, happy fifth birthday to Shanghai Disney. It opened five years ago today. Happy birthday. Uh, so happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> and then it looks like July 4th, they start at Disneyland Park with uh, Mickey's Mix Magic presented nightly yes. throughout the summer. So, 4th uh, of July, that's always a fun day to go to Disneyland. So, it sounds like, at least according to the article, is that they're not Disneyland isn't doing a special 4th of July fireworks show. Like in the past, they've done a special fireworks show just on the 4th of July. It doesn't sound like they're doing that according to this article that it's just going to start on the 4th of July and it's just going to be Mickey's Mix Magic yeah, yeah. nightly according to right weather throughout yeah throughout the summer. Yeah. So. Which is I mean I actually quite liked Mickey's Mix Magic. James, did you ever see Mickey's Mix Magic? I think so. But I'm not I sure. Not. I don't remember much about it. Yeah. It is less fireworky than some of the other shows. It, they have a they have a bunch of the lasers and stuff on the castle and on Main Street, right? On Main Street, yeah. The, the The nice thing about this one is you can really be anywhere on Main Street mm-hmm. and enjoy this show and not rely on having to see the castle. Have a good have a good spot to see the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think I remember seeing. It. I don't I don't know that I liked it too much, but I don't remember for sure. Right. Yeah. yeah so. Just something I saw, uh, Disney tradition since, I guess they've had fireworks since 1957, which I probably knew that. I just didn't remember. Um, and if you read the article, you would have saw that. Walt, what, what Walt Disney called the fireworks show? Do, did you see that part, Cody, since you read the article? Uh, well. Or have you ever heard Read the article is generous, <laughs> Jason. I skimmed it. <laughs> no, I've heard this before. I've heard this in uh, quotes from Disney and uh, books and stuff that, uh, Walt Disney called the fireworks show the perfect kiss goodnight. Oh, kind of yeah, I did see that reference somewhere. And oh, yeah, a lot of people kiss will leave after the fireworks show, so it's the it's the perfect kiss goodnight. So you'll see the fireworks, Cody. James will not get a chance to yeah. see it next time. So let's find his him. perfect kiss somewhere else. Well, so. <laughs> we'll get that taken care of for sure, but. <laughs> Well, I have a feeling go. James might surprise me and show up when I'm there. <laughs> I have not ruled that out. Hey, Cody, what's up? <laughs> James Maybe has been we'll... to California more than any of us throughout this last year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and you're and I have a hard time believing that James is not going to at least make an appearance while I'm going to be there for four days. You're gonna you're gonna get a text from James who's gonna say, "Hey." Can you head to the Emporium? There was something there I wanted to buy, but I didn't get a chance. Can you pick it up for me? And when you walk in, he's going to be right there. Yep. That the might, perfect kiss goodnight. That might happen. Yeah. <laughs> the perfect kiss goodnight. It'll be a magical moment. <laughs> Dreams do so, yeah. come true. So, <laughs> yes, speaking of, remember Dreams Come True, that's my favorite show right there. So that's, a, that's a topic for another day. So fireworks are coming back. So I'm sure a lot of people are happy about that because – Leading up to when, you know, just in the last couple of weeks, uh, and when or when Disney first opened back up, and I saw numerous questions: When are they going to bring back fireworks? And you know, you'd have all the experts on, all the Disney experts on Facebook who don't yeah. know. 
trying to rattle off, oh, it's coming back this. I heard a cast member talking. Well, Disney officially put it out July 1st for one park, July 4th for Disneyland. So uh, now they know. But we could we could have a whole show on stuff people say on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's half just, of our group text is about. Yeah, in the last couple of days, Cody has said something. Now, look what this guy said. <laughs> Yeah. So I'll go try to find it sometimes. And honestly, by the time I try to find it, it's been deleted uh, or the comments have been turned off because it's just so ridiculous. And yeah, it's just so interesting because you know that these people spend a ton of time on Facebook to where that they feel like that's a reliable place to ask a question. Right. Right. And that right. people will answer it. So they're familiar with these Disney groups. They spend lots of time in these Disney groups. They are a member or they've joined into every Disney group that they can find on Facebook. Yeah. And so you're going to tell me that every time that there's a legitimate announcement that gets blasted over all of these groups that these people haven't <laughs> seen any of them. And then they're going to ask a question that was acknowledged weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. There yeah. was one that I saw and I don't remember the exact topic and it's, I've seen it numerous times, something similar, but they'll ask a question and then like nobody replies like an hour later they'll say what you know, they'll ask the same question again in that hour that you waited you could have probably went to the official disney website and found, found your answer to whatever you were looking yeah. for oh because so. and the thing is it's not like most of them are so simple i mean if you had spent two seconds to think about it you could have realized oh you know yeah. gone to the website called disney you can yeah. live chat a disney cast member through the app which a lot of people were saying they, they were having issues with that. When they first started selling the tickets and they were having questions, they were saying that nobody was responding in the live chat and they would spend six hours on hold waiting to talk to an actual person, which, I mean, I don't, I don't disbelieve what they're saying, but uh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I think know. it's better now, but I think when there's something like that going on, I believe it that yeah. it would take a while to actually get to right. somebody. Because I don't imagine that they've got a very large team handling that. No. So. so before we get to James's talk about his recent trip to a certain Disney park in Florida, uh, and then we can maybe talk some more about Disney. I did want to mention the, the new Disney Plus series that I'm excited about because um, it kind of deals with, you know, a little probably well, it will deal with a little bit of history and stuff because <clears throat> it's going to be behind the scenes stuff, but it's a, uh, a show called Behind the Attraction premieres July 16th on Disney Plus, and um, basically they're going to take you behind the attraction, show you the the ins and outs of it. I'm hoping some history on the attraction. Uh, looking at the quick show list, I think there was uh, I think the Haunted Mansion was on there. I think that might be the first one. Um, uh, but July 16th, they're going to release them all. So if you got nothing to do for the you know day or two around that time, which was what I'll be doing. Sorry, I'll be at Disneyland. It's just watching them all. Well, I'll be watching behind the attraction while you're on the attraction. So. Yeah, you'll be texting me. Hey, look out for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey. When you go in the haunted mansion, uh, I want you to when you get to this spot, look to the left. So, uh, but it it sounds like an exciting series. I know they they've been talking about it for a while. Uh, so, uh, I just wanted to bring bring that up. Um, and then uh, Cody and I saw the movie Corella, which is on Disney Plus. If you want to pay for premiere access, or you can go to the theater and watch it, like I did. Did you pay for it, Cody? On how yes, did you we, see it? we paid for it on Disney Plus. Okay, all right. Which I've seen different schools of thought on that. Someone's like, I'm not paying. One one woman said she actually said I canceled my Disney Plus because I'm not going to pay twenty nine ninety nine for Premier Access. 
like you don't have to pay for it if you don't want to <laughs> just wait four months when it would have came out on dvd or blu-ray anyways and then watch it then uh, well and by that point it would just get put on disney plus for exactly the price of disney exactly. plus yeah so yeah i didn't watch it on disney plus uh i spent more than 29.99 and went to the theater and watched it which was the first time i had been back to a theater in over a year bravo kind of fun so uh yeah yeah, not my choice. It's just there was nothing coming out that I wanted to see. So <laughs> yeah, it it has uh, been lacking. Yeah, because our our theater did did open quite a while ago. They had restrictions and stuff, but uh, now all restrictions are lifted here, and uh, it was just fun to go sit in the theater and drink a Dr Pepper, eat some theater popcorn and some nachos, and um, but yeah, nice. I would have no problem with yeah you know if we're a family a family of six we're gonna pay more than 29.99 to go to the theater to see the movie so i would have no problem mm-hmm. sitting in my living room with homemade popcorn and a dr pepper and you know kids on beanbags and us watching a movie on the tv so <laughs> uh, especially if i had a setup like rob yeah no Regis, kidding yeah, yeah I, I would never go to the theater yeah, <clears throat> yeah me either pay for it there so or watch it there yep so, uh, so yeah that came out i saw it cody saw it uh, i was like i think i'll let cody speak for himself but uh i was ple- pleasantly surprised i thought it was a really good movie they uh they paid a little tribute to uh the animated version 101 dalmatians at the end so if you go see it don't 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 leave uh wait for the credits to roll um so i thought it was good is it an original story did disney back in the 60s or 50s when they were making this did they um, make this story or was no, it, it? It was a book. Um, it was a book. So a book, book by Dodie Smith, the 100, the one, the 101 Dalmatians. And she wrote it in 1956. Walt read it in 1957, grabbed his attention and he immediately uh, secured the rights to it. So he can make it into an animated feature. Hmm. So, which is, we'll be talking about that a little later. Cause our topic, one of our main topic tonight is 101 Dalmatians. So, um, what a coincidence! What a coincidence! So, <laughs> Corella tied into that, which we—I guess we should have talked about it later. But Cody, did you enjoy it? I mean, what was your thoughts, real? real quick? Yeah, um, I'm sure. We'll talk about it more in depth in a future show. But yeah, I mean, I went into it with not very high expectations because the last few live-action adaptations, retellings, whatever you want to call them, I haven't been overly impressed with i mean we've talked about it on here before how i felt you liked maleficent right i did like maleficent which is an origin story basically and this one is an origin story yeah it's not really a retelling of the cartoon version it's a how did we get to that cartoon version yeah that's that's fair yeah yeah so yeah it's a it's an origin story with a little bit of a retelling because this is the, the Cruella that's portrayed in the movie Cruella is not supposed to be the same personification as the Cruella in the animated 1961 film there. You know, this isn't that Cruella's, this isn't the animated Cruella's origin. This is a origin for this Cruella. Now, obviously it's based on, on, and I haven't read the book, so I don't know if any of what's in the movie Cruella is coming out of the book, if it's drawing on Disney's own movie and then they're playing on that even further. But anyways, I liked it. We liked it. Uh, my wife and I, we watched it together we enjoyed it. 
we were pleasantly surprised. I have let other people watch it that have liked it. So, yeah. So if you want to watch it, you have it. It is on Disney Plus Premier Access. I don't know when it comes out for everybody else. It uh, does probably. make me want to rewatch the Glenn Close version. The Glenn Close 101 yeah. Dalmatian movies. Yeah. Yeah, because that was when was when was that one? That was 19. 19- 98 99 the first one i think so i'm i'm pulling it up now um 1996 live action remake starring glenn close as corella Deville. so it should be free on august 27th okay i was thinking it was beginning of august sometime but yeah makes sense so there you go so you just gotta wait two months yep three months which isn't that bad really no no uh, people get upset paying. I'm not going to pay the twenty nine ninety nine. You know, mm, well, then don't. don't just wait because it'll be free eventually. You just Premier Access is just like way to go see it in the theater without going to the theater. I mean, right. Uh, and if you have a large family, cheaper yeah. than going to the theater. Right. Say, I mean, I think our tickets here, which isn't expensive as where James lives, probably not expensive where you live. I think we paid for a matinee. We paid like nine bucks a ticket. For a regular one, it's like. 12 or 13. So you times that by six, you're looking at 70 something, 80 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Our, our ticket prices are pretty much the same. Okay. All right. And that's just to get in. And then, then you bought, you know, then you spend 50 bucks on snacks. So James's tickets are twice as expensive, but yeah, it's, his movie theaters, there are superior. I tell you right. what, this place needs a movie theater, like uh regal like, cinemas or not regal, but uh galaxy. Oh, what's, galaxy. Yeah. And actually yeah. ours here, Yes. Ours here are much improved over when I first moved. Uh, we've only got one left. The one in the mall closed. The AMC Theater in the mall closed uh, for COVID, and they ne- they're not reopening. But this one, it's all renovated. I mean, stadium seating, uh, new sound <coughs> systems. I mean, it's... Yeah, know, surprisingly, Cheyenne's got a leg up on Logan there. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a really nice theater. So, uh, And they, 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 they do something. That I, I don't know if they've been doing it at your theaters. We're kind of getting off topic, but... Uh, like for a week or two, they showed the original Grease movie. So you can go watch Grease on the big screen. And then I think this week and next week, they're doing Jurassic Park. So they bring in old movies. Yeah, they've been doing a lot end. of classic films right. uh, since they reopened just to get some people in. I mean, they yeah. had uh, Star Wars, right. you know, the you know, the original trilogy. Uh, they've had the Jurassic Park films. They've I mean, had they, they did it because the there Rings. wasn't there wasn't movies coming out and so, but I hope they continue doing it even with new movies coming out, still dedicate one of the screens to like a classic movie or one Saturday have a, like a, a you know, a marathon, like a back to the future marathon. I, I, I'd, I'd go sit in there for well, yeah, that, back to the future on the big screen again. So that reminds me back in December, I think it was December. Our theater here was playing the nightmare before Christmas. And Lucy and I went with Tyler and Haley and we went and saw Nightmare Before Christmas on the big screen. And so that was fun because I've only ever seen Nightmare Before Christmas at home on the TV, you know, so seeing it on the big screen was cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's James is over here. looks like he's so excited to talk about his trip. Make us jealous. (laughs) Uh, James, you got two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, break it okay. down for us. No. Tell us about I, your trip to. I, I flew to Florida. I went to Disney World. I flew back. <laughs> the end. <laughs> now, that, tell us about. Tell us about. In a nutshell, was what happened. Yeah. Tell yeah, us no, what you saw. Some of the cool things. Or, um... 
Yeah, so Florida was cool. Um, it was a little bit more, um, you know, like in the hotels and stuff, we stayed at the Dolphin, um, which I think is it's a Disney property, but it's not a Disney property. Yeah, and it's, it's more a Disney property now because I think Disney bought them or something. So I don't know what the deal is there. They're but. still independently owned. Disney doesn't own them. They're on Disney property and Disney allows them to operate on their property and they get the same perks as staying at an actual Disney resort. Um, they come up, the Dolphin and Swan come up in searches when you search Disney hotels on the Walt Disney World, my Disney experience mm-hmm. site. Um so you get all the same perks, but it is uh, not owned by not Disney. Not owned by Disney. Because gotcha. yeah, that's where I stayed a couple of years ago, or I don't know, close to three or four years ago now. That's where I stayed when I went right. a few years back. And my aunt has a connection with somebody that works there through the convention industry. Mm-hmm. And so she was able to get a good rate. But yeah, it at least at that time, it wasn't owned by Disney. Right. So we stayed there. It was one of the cheaper options, probably because of the fact that it's not one of the main Disney hotels. I was a little surprised, though, because they had – I mean, I thought Florida was, like, wide open and has been for a while. But even in the hotels, they were having us wear masks. So that was a little – I was a little like, eh, it's kind of weird, but whatever. And so the main reason for this trip is uh, my coworker, uh, my partner, Jin, he and I were going there for a course – so we had to attend a course on Friday, and we thought, you know what? Let's go a couple days early. Uh, we'll take our wives with us. We'll stay at, uh, you know, on a property on Disney. That's funny. And, he always goes to courses in Florida and Anaheim. Yeah. Uh, I wonder why. <laughs> well, it's just where they're at. <laughs> you did go to one in Phoenix. Yeah, uh, I yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. I think so, Chicago one time, but. Yeah, Chicago yeah. a few times. The majority of them are on the two coasts for some reason. <laughs> But go ahead. <laughs> so so we flew in Wednesday night, uh, got there not at a bad time. I'd say about 7, 30, 8 o'clock. And so we went to Magic Kingdom on Thursday. And then we went to our course on Friday and then just hung out at the pool afterwards. And then Saturday we went back to Magic Kingdom. And then Sunday we went to uh, Hollywood Studios. We The two of them, Jin and his wife, uh, they kind of preferred – because we were talking about going to a third park, um, they kind of preferred Epcot over Animal Kingdom, and Teresa and I kind of preferred Animal Kingdom over Epcot. So to make it so that we didn't choose one over the other, we just went two days at Magic Kingdom and one at Hollywood Studios, because those are two that we all wanted to go to. So it was cool. Um, uh, not a lot of social distancing going on there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think uh, Cody, I think you sent a picture showing that they were starting to take up the social distancing uh, stickers like Jason, you're saying they're doing at Disneyland now. They were doing that last week while we were there. Yeah, they kind of did that like during the middle of your trip. Yeah, like right in the middle of it. Yeah. So it was, you know, some of the some of the some of the rides still had them, but some of them you could tell that they had just been taken up. So um, one day he, six feet, next day, you know, chest yeah, chest back. Next day. Yeah. yeah. And it was funny because even on the uh, even on the rides that still had them, even before they started taking them down, no one was abiding by those at all, which I'm fine with. I'm not, you know, with this whole thing, I'm I'm kind of, you know, whatever. I'm not like, oh, we have to be six feet away and don't yeah. touch anything and let's wear gloves right. and all that stuff. So I was fine with that, but it was just kind of funny to me that everyone's just like, I mean, they're on top of each other. There is no social distancing at all going on there. <clears throat> but uh, that's why you got that cough now. 
That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very no. poorly timed, wasn't it? <laughs> no, I agree with you, though. I mean, uh, yeah. So it was it was good. I was able to get some decent reservations for some different places. Uh, one thing about the Dolphin Hotel, there's a steakhouse there called Shula's, named after mm-hmm. uh, uh, the football Don, coach. Don yeah. Shula, legendary yeah. coach of the this, Miami Dolphins. The steakhouse is amazing. I don't know if you went there, Cody, when you were there. Yes, because I told you I was staying there, and you uh-huh. recommended it to me, so oh, I made okay. sure that we went. <laughs> yes, and it was good, right? Was it oh, okay? It was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. it was awesome. So we went I mean, there. How does it rival Steakhouse Fifty Five, James? I know, Cody, have, have you been to Steakhouse 55? I haven't. and that's, You need to go. I mean, I love Steakhouse 55. I'll tell you what, the reservation system at Disneyland right now, I'm trying to get places <laughs> yeah. to eat, is finally starting to work in my favor. Uh, just, I mean, not to uh, tangent off of James here, but I'll just kind of insert this in really quickly. I've had a heck of a time trying to get dining <laughs> reservations for when I'm going in July. It's, it's so tough. But just it's within so the last three or four days really uh, scrap that the last two days it started to open up i think a lot of those places in downtown disney especially Mm -hmm. are only putting their calendars out like six or 30 days now the reservation window that disney claims that they have is much larger but it seems like every restaurant's kind of doing something different because i've seen certain things pop up that weren't available at all and now they were all over the place because i was seeing like like last week, it was like, oh, the week before I go, there's all kinds of like Tortilla Joe's. And I was like, man, I wasn't even thinking about Tortilla Joe's because I keep looking at my dates and mm-hmm. there's been nothing. And then all of a sudden yesterday or the day before, I think it was yesterday, that finally Tortilla Joe's started popping up. Uh, the Jazz Kitchen started popping up. So I think, which was 30 days before I was going. So I think now that I'm getting a little bit closer, more and more restaurants are starting to pop up. And so I've been able to snag certain things. Right. But, but yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, James. So yeah, I distracted you. No, that's fine. That's fine. As far as a comparison between Shula's and and Steakhouse 55, I think that, uh, I really like Shula's man. It's, it's really good. I mean, the 55 is, is good also. Um, but Shula's is, I mean, that steak, like, like when I was there before, which has been, I don't know, 15 years now, 10 years at least. I don't know. I just remember it being like the best steak I ever had. And then I went back and I was, I was actually a little apprehensive going thinking, man, it's not going to live up to the expectations of what I had from last time, but it yeah. was, it was just as good. It was just as good. It was amazing. When you went so, way before the last time you were there, were you there with Teresa also that time? Yes, we were there for a show there. So we actually went twice cause we, we went and stayed at the hotel. The show was at the hotel and uh, Ray was there and mm-hmm. some other people for work. Yeah. Um, so we were there for a weekend, but then we stayed for a week after. And so everybody else flew back, but Teresa and I stayed. And then Rob and Brooke, who were living close at the time, yeah, um, they would come over or Brooke would come over and we'd go to Disney World throughout the day for a couple of days. And then the last night that we were there, uh, Rob and Brooke came over and the four of us ate at, at Shula's that night too. So I ate twice okay. there that time. But yeah, it was it was great. Um, I had been looking for different reservations because it was hard to find any dining reservations for Disney World. Also, but we were mm-hmm. able to get the uh, the be our guest. We were able to do in is that your first Kingdom. time there. No, this is my second time there. So okay. So that how was how good. is that? Because I haven't been myself. That wasn't available to, when I went to Disney World a few years ago. 
it was it was good. It's nice. Um, you know, I had a steak, mashed potatoes, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, you know, the atmosphere is cool because it's like you're in the in the castle yeah. or whatever. I hear um, people say that you go for the atmosphere more than the food. Yeah, and that doesn't, and that's not to say that the food's bad because the food right. is good. But yeah, you're definitely there for the atmosphere. Now with the COVID stuff going on, usually I think. I think Bell and the Beast are going around during. I'm not 100 percent sure because I don't remember last time that I was there. That was pre pre COVID, so I don't remember um, if they're going around or not. But for this time, the Beast came out every like I don't know, maybe every 20 minutes. They'd make a big announcement saying, you know, welcome to his castle, and he's coming around. And he'd go into each of the rooms. There's basically three main rooms there. You walk into the the one room that's just like a big hall. Um, that's the loudest. And, and, uh, in my opinion, that's the worst room to be in because it's so loud in there and there's so much traffic going through there. Uh, off off to the right, there's a, uh, an area which is cool. Um, that's where we sat this time, but off to the left is kind of where like there's the, uh, the enchanted rose is on display there. You can see like the, you know, the petals falling off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit darker in there, a little bit more intimate in there. So I, I like it in there. And I don't know, I would imagine you could ask them to sit in the different places. Uh, yeah. Both times we went, we didn't ask, but um, <clears throat> so yeah, that was cool. Um, we also got into the Cinderella's Royal table mm-hmm. uh, in the castle, which I didn't know about the first time that I went, um, but it's basically a, you know, more upscale, place where you go into the castle um yeah and obviously the castle there is a lot bigger than in disneyland um so they yeah, couldn't fit a, a restaurant in our castle at disneyland no no not at all <laughs> so you go in there and you sit and, and it's you know got a bunch of windows so you can see over fantasy land out the back of the of the castle mm-hmm. um and they did a similar thing with cinderella there that one i know is supposed to be a, a character type experience yeah, um, with so the with princesses the, and princes. Yeah, <clears throat> but with the the COVID stuff going on, they just did the same thing. <clears throat> excuse me, that they did with uh, be our guest. They would have Cinderella come out every twenty minutes, and she'd basically walk around and wave to people. And you know, yeah. they tell they tell you as they're getting ready to come out, please stay seated at your table. Don't come over to them. And yeah, um, but uh, that food was really good. I'm trying to think of where else we got reservations for um, in Hollywood Studios. The only place I could find to eat was this place called Mama Melrose's Diner or something like that. I don't remember, but uh, it was good. It was an Italian food, um, and I was able to. Leading up to this, I've been trying to get into Savi's workshop to make a, a lightsaber while we were there, <clears throat> but no can do. Reservations were booked. I mean, I was checking three, four times a day all the way leading up. And then Saturday, we were at Magic Kingdom, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to check real quick. I looked, and there's reservations available for Sunday. So I was able to snag those. We were able to go in and build a lightsaber, which was nice. – How was that? That was cool. That was pretty cool. <laughs> what color you, did you do? I did green. Green. And which style of lightsaber? The um, – um, uh, what is it? The protection? Protector? Okay. That one, not uh-huh. the elemental one, not the not the the power one. Um, so you got the the classic like Jedi looking. Yeah, yeah. Saber. And I was and I was wanting to get blue, but by the time they got to me with the crystals, all that was left was purple and green or red. Mm. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go with the green, and I can always get the blue crystal later. Um, yeah. 
so that was cool. That was a cool experience. Something I've been looking forward to trying to do. Uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Jin and I had talked about doing it several times before, and and that trip that got canceled to Disneyland, we were actually going to go in and do it that time last year. Um, yeah. So we've been waiting to try to do this, and it was cool for us to both be there in, in Florida and be able to do that. Um, so that was cool, and uh, I think we no got to issues ride. bringing them on the plane home. No, no <laughs> you know it's kind of funny. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure how the whole thing was going to work. Like I wasn't too worried about the the airport itself yeah. because I think there's been enough time at this point where they've seen probably a million of these things go through. Yeah, what, absolutely. What what I was worried about was Frontier how strict they are with their carry on luggage because uh-huh. I know I know I was I was doing a personal item with my backpack that'd have to go on the the seat before in front of me. But right. then I think with the lifesaver, I'm going to have to put it up there. Are they going to give me a hard time? Are they going to tell me, you know, so I was like, what do I do? So I ended up paying for a carry on just in case anyone said anything to me, um, which they didn't. So I guess it was a waste of money. But so- it was it was funny because I put it in the overhead uh, thing. There's only other two other suitcases up there. And as we took off, we were it was at the front of the, the overhead container part. As we took off and really started, you know, hitting the accelerator, you heard everything up there just shift like to the back. And I heard this loud. So I thought for sure it broke. Oh, <laughs> like, no. like I'm sitting there and I'm like, I hear this. And I'm like, oh, there goes a lot of money right there. <laughs> that was $200. Yeah, yeah, I just Googled it. There's the peace and justice, the power and control, the elemental nature and protection and defense. Protection and defense. That's the one okay. I did. Yeah. So I did that. And I, like I said, I got the green one. It made it through the trip. Okay. When I got back, I, I, you know, opened it up, made sure it worked. Um, so yeah, it was cool. You know, we were able to write everything. Um, it's funny, the more I go to Disney world, the more I appreciate Disneyland. I think I I like Disneyland so much better than Disney world. (laughs) Okay. So, so this is a very interesting topic. What is it when you're at Disney World that makes you miss Disneyland? It's hard to it's hard to explain actually for me. I, and, I, and I was thinking about it as, as I was there. I was like, man, what is it that I just like? It's just different. The feeling mm-hmm. to me is different. Like, yeah. like as I'm walking through Magic Kingdom, it's almost too spread out. Like, there's almost almost too much room to where it makes it like annoying to me. Like, it's like, Oh my gosh, you got to walk so freaking far. It's the same basic layout. Yeah. But everything is so stretched out. It's like, you know, and plus a couple small things like, like, like space mountain is one of my favorite rides at Disneyland. I really don't like it at, at magic kingdom and Disney world. I don't like that ride there. Like it's, it's not the same. The, the pictures in a funny place, the cars are different. It feels different sitting there. Like it hurts my back. There's no music. I mean, there's like a whole list of things that I don't like about it. And as I'm writing other things, like even pirates, like I love pirates, but I don't care for it at magic kingdom as much anyways. Like to me, Disneyland pirates of the Caribbean is, the one of the best rides at magic yeah. kingdom. It's just like, eh, it's not bad. The one thing, I mean, I like the haunted mansion. It's mm-hmm. very, very similar. I mean, it's got, uh, yeah. you know, different theming on the outside, of course, but I, I like uh, haunted mansion, uh, the seven dwarfs mine train. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great ride. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of what else is there. 
Uh, Splash Mountain was cool. I made sure to, to ride that and record the entire thing since I know it's probably the last time I'll be able to ride on it like that. And I was surprised to say, I mean, I don't know. I know we joke about this all the time. I don't know if they were on there all the time, but I get on there and there's a sign as you're going into it. And it says, you know, this is a fast paced log flume. Uh, make sure to put your lap bar down or something like that. And I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> lap bar. Cause last time we went to last time we went there, I didn't ride splash mountain. I was there with mm-hmm. my family, you know, a few years ago and I didn't ride on it just because I've ridden splash mountain a million times. And at the time we we're there, I think it was cold. I didn't want to get wet, whatever. So I have not ridden splash mountain at, at Disney world. Um, yeah. So yeah, I get in there and it's like there's a freaking lap bar in here just for Cody. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's why I make such a big stink about it is because they have it at Disney World. Yeah. Now, granted, the logs all together in Disney World are different. Yeah. At Disney World, you sit side by side, and and here in Disneyland, you sit s- single file. Right. Right. Um. So. But yeah, I I saw it a long time ago on like a. Just a rant. I think it was like a meme or something, but people were using an image of Splash Mountain and I could just barely see that someone had a lap bar. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, and I was like, that's what that ride needs. Like, why doesn't it? You're getting thrown off a five foot story, five story building. <laughs> you know, no kind of restraint at all. Like that doesn't like there's no way you could make a ride these days without any kind of restraint whatsoever. Mr. Toad's wild ride has a lap bar <laughs> snow white has a lap bar it, it, you know like pinocchio lap bar right right like the only other rides that don't have lap bars are slow moving water rides right small world and pirates yeah um, the, the new web slingers ride has a lap bar toy story midway mania midway mania lap bar everything's got a lap bar but not splash mountain like if they made Splash Mountain today or ride similar to that with a big old drop like that, they'd have to. There's no way that it would get approved without one. I'm just, I'm just saying. I rest so my it's, case. It's, it's interesting, James, that you said you like just because I've never been to Walt Disney World, and that's one of the things that I'm excited to get to go someday just to see how I'm going to compare it to Disneyland. And right. I, off of the top of my head, I'm, I'm, I'm always going to say I'm always going to prefer Disneyland, and I hope I. St- still prefer disneyland because right. that's my that's the park i grew up with that's where i lived uh, yeah but uh i'm 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 excited to see the feeling of walt disney world because when i went to disneyland paris i can tell you there are certain rides at disneyland paris so i was like this ride is a heck of a lot better here than it is at disneyland mm-hmm. uh big thunder mountain at in yeah big thunder mountain. paris i loved it right. I, I i love the one i would, in, I would in, almost in, argue that big thunder mountain is better everywhere else other than yeah. Disneyland. Right, right. Yeah. But I love true. it at Disneyland because it's a classic to me. But, yeah. uh, you know, there's certain, you know, Haunted Mansion in Disneyland Paris I thought was great. It's a different, you know, I'm not going to compare the two because they're, they're, they're different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so it's going to be interesting to me when I finally do get to go to Walt Disney World how I'm going to feel. You know, yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm going to say Disneyland's always going to be, I'm always going to prefer it. And I hope that's the case. But, Right, uh, I, and I think Cody's mentioned before. I think he, he at one point, I think Cody had mentioned in the past that he was leaning more toward Walt Disney World. Well, and and because I was just going to bring this up, I mean Disneyland absolutely the nostalgia factor is there for me. It's the park right, that I grew right. up with. It's the park that I primarily go to as an adult. Only I've only ever been to Disney. Disney World. The only park that Walt Disney walked in. 
So, and I think that has a big part to do with it too, with why it feels different when you're at Disneyland. I think that definitely plays a factor, but for me with Disney world and, and I still feel like I lean towards Disney world, but the reason why is because I've only ever been once. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's still, there's still a lot that I haven't been able to experience there. So it was new and exciting to you. New and exciting. I was a kid in a candy store, you know? And so I have, those are the memories I have. You know, everything I saw was new. It was different. It was a whole new experience. And um, one Don't of the you- main reasons why I'm so excited to go to Disneyland next month is because now there's going to be five rides that I've never had the opportunity to go on. I'm going with my wife who hasn't been since she was three. You know, so there's going to be a lot of new and exciting things for me personally when I go to Disneyland in a month, which adds a lot more to this Disneyland trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Disney World was just so new so unlike disneyland that was like oh this place is magical you you know like it had that effect yeah yeah so let me see what was i saying oh one one quick note on splash mountain i was a little apprehensive getting on it i wanted to sit up front because i wanted to record it i wanted to record the entire thing because i knew that i probably won't get back before they retheme it and so i wanted to sit up front my wife had no desire to sit up front with me. Uh, Jen's <laughs> wife had no desire to be up front. So they sat in the second row and put Jen and I in the front row. And then, you know, so we're in the front two rows. Then they spaced it because they were putting uh, between parties, they would keep an empty row. Um, and so then there was two people behind that, I think, two smaller people. So Jen and I are, are not the smallest people. <laughs> We're in the very front of this boat, and I'm just the whole ride. I'm just imagining going down that hill and just kind of like, <laughs> no, like, I tell you, it's like, I don't know if it's a good idea. I'm getting deja vu. You just telling the story, but you would have a lap bar, which yeah. would almost be worse. Yeah. He's going which down, which would with hold us boat. under, yeah, which would hold us underwater. <laughs> James, do you remember when we went? It was probably the last time because Tyler was there. So I think it was that year that we went down for lab days before Tyler and I moved up to Logan. Right, right. You were in front. Then it was Jin. Then it was me. And then Tyler was in the fourth seat. Right. Oh, man. There wasn't a dry inch on us when we got off that log. <laughs> they they had to let the log go through without anyone on it after we got off <laughs> because there was so much water in the log that they had to let it drain. <laughs> There was too yeah. much water in it. I, I remember the cast member looking at that after we got out there like, no, just send it again. <laughs> <laughs> Walking off. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. Oh. So, yeah, some of the other stuff that went on there, uh, you guys mentioned Big Thunder Mountain. It was actually closed for a refurbishment while we were there. It was supposed to open, I think, the day after we left, but – as we were sitting there that that last day on Saturday, we were checking the the map and checking the lines, and they had opened it a day early, so we were able to mm. go and walk onto it, which was cool. That's cool. Now, one of the other things that I have a hard time with there is like we went at a really bad time. I mean, we just went there, uh, you know, just this last week, so it's June. Oh my goodness, it is so freaking humid and hot mm. there, like it's miserable and. There's not a lot of shade there. And so, you know, you go to, and everything was long lines. Like Space Mountain was like 45 minutes and most of it was outside just sitting in the sun. And it's like, holy cow. Like, I, I don't want to be here. (laughs) 
Yeah, it makes going in February really nice. Yes, absolutely. If you're going when, to Disney when we World, we plan on going. That's the month we we're targeting January, February. Yes, yeah. and February is really nice. We're going this next year, right, Jason? We got to plan that. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm yeah, hoping. it's the 50th anniversary. Let's go. Things, things keep coming up. Jason, uh, how many of those military tickets are you able to get? <laughs> I may need one. I can, I, I can only get six. Okay, so that's you, Marsha, me, Lucy, James, and Teresa. That's <laughs> yeah. six. Yeah, try, to, try to tell that to my kids. Hey, you know what? <laughs> Half of them are adults, so that's, that's right. their own problem. Uh, so They'll say the same thing about you. <laughs> yeah but you know co-hosts gotta stick together oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah it was fun we had a good time uh just to me it's just a different feel it's just yeah. a, it's just there's something different about it and i don't want that to make it sound like i didn't like it or i didn't you know want right. to be there or that i don't ever want to go back because i you know if you put me on a plane tonight i'd go tomorrow i mean it's it's awesome and the way they have everything they have everything planned out so freaking uh, i mean from the the buses all over the place the monorail all over the place the boats i mean from the dolphin you go out and get in a boat and you ride to hollywood studios or epcot i mean they're both mm -hmm. right there um, that's what i like about that hotel yeah i, I is, really like that hotel the only bad thing is is when we we're coming back from hollywood studios uh there was a rainstorm going on there was it wasn't oh. actually raining but there was some lightning in the area and uh uh, they closed the boat service. So we're start walking over to the boat and they're like, sorry, we're closed. Uh, lightning in the area. We don't know when we're going to be opening it again. So, so like, you got to walk. Back. You walk around. Yeah. So it's a, swim? it's less than, no, we don't swim <laughs> everywhere along there. There's signs all along there saying, watch out for alligators, alligators. and snakes, yeah. like all along the path as you're walking. So it's less than a mile to walk. But of course the way things usually work out, we start walking and by the time we get halfway, uh, there's a boat going by with it, people. It cleared enough to where the boat starts honking their horn and going by, and we're just like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> waving to them as they go by. <laughs> yeah. So, but it was fun. I mean, we had a lot of fun. Uh, That's how I wave to the Denver Broncos stadium when I drive by it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. So I say hello. Oh, it's funny. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what all was. I mean, we rode pretty much everything. I can't think of anything that we didn't ride. Right. Um, Capacity uh, seemed kind of kind of tame or? It, it seemed like it seemed pretty tame. I mean, some of the bigger rides like uh, like Splash Mountain or Space Mountain, they would get up to, I think the biggest I saw those rides were about 85 minutes. So that got up there pretty good. Most of the time rides were anywhere from, 30 to 50 minutes, somewhere in that range. Um, but it was really hot and humid. So that, that made mm -hmm. it tough because it was like, you go out there and you just, you just sweat. And there's just not a lot of, uh, there's just not a lot of shade, you know? So you're, you're sitting out in the sun. So, but it was cool. I had fun. I was able to get a, a, a pineapple dole whip. So that was good. Um, yeah. So we had a good time. It was any, a lot of fun. Any, any churros? You know what? I did not get a, a churro. Churro. I know they have churros there. They don't seem like they're as plentiful or as, as available as they are at Disneyland. Because yeah. I remember we started looking for them, and it was like, I don't know where any churro stands are. But we were able to find a couple. But I never did get a churro. Um, did do a couple of the the uh, shows like the Country Bear Jamboree. Um, those were nice because it's 
so freaking hot and humid outside so you can go in there in the AC and take a nice yeah. nap for 15 minutes. The Carousel of Progress, I don't think I've ever been on that, but I loved it because it's like a 20-minute show and you can sleep solid through that thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. <laughs> so so here's the big question then. There's also another 15, 20-minute long ride in an air-conditioned building with a song that'll put you straight to sleep. I did not ride It's a Small World. You missed out on quality AC. Yeah. The problem with that one is so much of the line was outside. And so mm. you're looking at a good 30-minute wait outside before you get into that. And it's like, I, I can't justify it. Not when I can walk right over to Country Bear Jamboree and just go in there and sleep for a few minutes, you know. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So it was cool. You know, we rode Peter Pan. We rode, uh, you know, all kinds of different things. And mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of fun. So. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait. I can't wait. Yep. Let's plan it. All right. Well, we'll plan it after this recording. <laughs> Look for my text. All right. All right. So we, are, we, are, are we ready to move on to our main topic or? Sure. All right. So if you've been listening to us for the last couple months, you know, we we're uh, going through the Disney animated catalog and watching all of the feature films and then talking about them uh, on the show. And we are up to number 17 now, which is... 101 Dalmatians. I'll give you a quick synopsis of the movie and then we'll share our thoughts and get to our ratings. So Walt Disney's original classic has charmed audiences for generations with its irresistible tail wagging stars, memorable story and wonderful blend of humor and adventure. Cruella DeVille, Disney's most outrageous villain, sets the fur raising adventure in motion when she dognaps all of the Dalmatian puppies in London including 15 from Pongo and Perdita's family, which I, I always refer to her as just Purdy. But uh, through the power of the twilight bark, Pongo leads a heroic cast of animal characters on a dramatic quest to rescue them all. And it's funny on the uh, Disney Plus description, it also says, contains tobacco depictions. So <laughs> be aware of that, that you're going to see depictions of people smoking tobacco. Um, yep. It was originally released uh, on January 25th, 1961, and was a box office success, which kind of pulled the studio out of a financial slump caused by Sleeping Beauty, which cost a lot of money to produce two years prior. Um, the reason this one, I think, made a lot of money, they changed the way they did their animation where they used a system with the Xerox copying, which saved money on animation and such, which we may talk about a little more later. But part of the reason why it was... Uh, it was a success. I know the budget list here is a $3.6 million budget uh, over the box office, which is a lot of from then till now, they've made $303 million off of this movie. So uh, it has produced a couple sequels, a couple live action adaptations, like Cody mentioned earlier, the 101 Dalmatians from 1996 with uh, Glenn Close. There was a live action 102 Dalmatians in 2000. There's been animated television series, direct-to-video animated sequels, uh, and then a origin story that was just released recently called Cruella. Um, it's got a long cast member list. I'll, I'll read off a few of the main ones. Rod Taylor played Pongo, Kate Bauer, Perdita. Betty Lou Garson was, um, or Gerson was Cruella DeVille, the voice of Cruella DeVille. Ben Wright played Roger Radcliffe. Um, Bill Lee was Roger's singing voice. Lisa Davis was Anita Radcliffe. Um, 
Let's see. Frank uh, Frederick Warlock was Horace. Um, J. Pat O'Malley was Jasper. Um, Thurl Ravenscroft made an appearance as Captain, which who was a gray horse who aided Pongo Purdy and the Colonel. Um, and as I'm going down the list, there's there's a lot of names, but um, yeah, Barbara Luddy, I think we've mentioned before. Uh, Paul Fries um, has no spoken dialogue, but he he did contain his laughter. So um, we did mention earlier it was originally a book uh, written by Dodie Smith called the The Hundred and One Dalmatians in 1956. Like I said, Walt Disney read it and immediately secured the rights. Um, we uh, talked about the using the Xerox photography to aid in the animation. Um, there was some quotes I saw that uh, said that Walt really wasn't happy with the way the lines in the animation looked at the end of it. Um, and I'll read his quote here. It says he was, uh, this was from Ken Anderson who was relaying the quote. He says, we're never going to use one of those blank beep things uh, referring to the Xerox machine, uh, <laughs> referring to the Dalmatians and his technique. And Walt. he stated, Ken's never going to be an art director again. Well, such uh, language. Yeah, I know. Uh, they want to use one of those blank leaf things again. <laughs> well, it says here, Ken Anderson took this to heart, but eventually Walt forgave him. Uh, as Anderson recalled in an interview, uh, he said he looked very sick. I uh, said, gee, it's great to see you, Walt. And Walt said, you know that thing you did on Dalmatians? And then he didn't say anything else, but just gave me this look. And I knew that I was forgiven. Uh, and in his opinion... Maybe what I did on Dalmatians wasn't so bad. And then in his interview, he also said that was the last time that he ever saw Walt. Because uh, a few weeks later, uh, he had he had passed away. So um, hmm. it, the, the, the animation technique saved the company a lot of money. There was, you know, rumors and talk of, you know, them possibly going bankrupt and they couldn't afford it. But this new technique allowed them. Uh, and obviously they perfected certain <clears throat> things. So a Xerox you... machine was probably useful in this one with drawing all those Dalmatian spots. As we say, years later in the in the office, Walt was probably walking through, saw a Xerox machine, and said, "What in the heck is that blank bleep thing doing in here? <laughs> Get that blank bleep thing out of here!" <laughs> possibly, possibly. Uh, let's see. I mentioned it was released January twenty fifth, nineteen sixty one. It was re released numerous times theatrically, nineteen sixty nine, seventy nine, eighty five, ninety one. The 91 reissue was the 20th highest grossing film of the year for that year. Uh, home video, it's been on various collections, most recently the Walt Disney Signature Collection, which I'm looking at right now over on my bookshelf. Um, it, like, it, it, did, it did make money. Uh, during its initial run, I think it made $6.2 million, it says, so doubled what it was what it cost to make it in its first run. Um and really, that's all I mentioned. The live actions, uh, sequels, I, the TV I think series. you're, I think you're missing the most interesting fact about the movie. What? It, go ahead. Someone took the time to count all the spots on the dogs, frame <laughs> by frame, and reached the total of six million four hundred and sixty-nine thousand nine hundred and fifty-two spots that in the is, movie. That's a lot of spots. Thank goodness for that. Blank bleeping thing. Yeah. That's a lot of bleeping spots. That blank bleep machine saved us a lot of time. <laughs> I'd like to know who in the heck sat down and decided, you know what? I'm really interested to know how many spots are in that movie. 
There was somebody. There was. Somebody That's a lot of time just counting them all, frame frame by frame, frame think, by frame. Just think, just sitting there and counting to six million would take. How how long would that take? But you're actually. Yeah watching it pausing it counting pausing it counting yeah it's that's that's crazy and what did he double check himself triple check i mean yeah you're gonna like i have a hard time counting to like a hundred without losing track like you're gonna yeah. tell me this guy counted to six million and I'm is gonna, confident that he didn't miss one i'm gonna call bs on that <laughs> uh, so so that's that's pretty much uh 101 Dalmatians um, quickly uh, through. So what do you guys think? What did you guys think of the movie? Thoughts? Uh, didn't Likes? Didn't likes? Um, I, overall, I like the movie. Um, I don't think it's one of my favorite movies, but it's far from one of my least favorite movies. I, I think it's a, uh, got a good story. Uh, you know, I think the music in it's really good. I really enjoyed the music. Uh, um just the way they tell the story, I think is good. I really, really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So those are my thoughts. Cody? Yeah, I'm kind of siding with James on this one. This one is kind of middle of the road for me. Um, I didn't dislike it, but I didn't love it. It was entertaining enough to where, you know, I didn't hate watching it. You know, it kept me engaged enough throughout the entire story. I enjoyed the music. I enjoyed the character of Cruella kind of like with sleeping beauty. I really liked the scenes that had Maleficent in it. Same situation here. I really liked the scenes that Cruella was in to me. Cruella is one of the strongest characters in the film. She commands the scene that she's in, which, you know, she's the villain. She draws that kind of attention. So it kind of goes with her nature of the character that she is. But, um, I don't know. I guess I don't know. I guess I'm a villain guy. Been watching Loki. <laughs> yeah, I was. Go you're, bad guys. You're 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 a villain guy. And speaking of villain, Cruella Deville, she ranked 39th on AFI's list of 100 heroes or 100 years of 100 heroes and villains. So, uh, I don't know who made the top of the list, but oh, Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird. No. <laughs> the, the heroes list. Now the villains list. Let me see. Hannibal Lecter. Science Hannibal Lecter. Uh, let's see. Let me go down this list real quick. See if there's any. Darth Vader was number three. Uh, the Evil Queen from Snow White was number ten. Uh, I don't have see. a sound effect for her. Uh, <laughs> it just says man was number twenty from Bambi. Man, man, man is in the forest. Man in the forest. Uh, I think that's all he was credited as was <laughs> yeah. man. That bleep yeah. blank jerk. <laughs> so Cruella DeVille finished just above Freddy Krueger from Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Yeah. Way to go, Cruella. <laughs> Nothing like murdering puppies. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I and the disclaimer on Disney Plus did say tobacco depictions, but I've never seen tobacco with green smoke. <laughs> so I think that's, she was smoking something else. That's what yeah. you call wacky tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's, I, that's that's the Deville's lettuce. If you catch my drift, uh, so I, I actually enjoyed this. <laughs> yeah, we need that sound effect. Um, I enjoyed I this myself movie. up. Um, that one was a knee slapper. <laughs> uh, here's that. I just came across a thing on Internet Movie Database about the six million spots. Um, 
Um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed this. Uh, it was, um, I don't remember when I first saw it. I'm sure it was during one of those re-releases because obviously I wasn't born in 1961. Um, but um, I watched it for the first time. You know, it's been three weeks since we recorded, so I watched it probably right after we recorded the last time uh, in, yeah. in anticipation of our next one. Unfortunately, we have Memorial Day weekend. We had graduations. We had James's trip to Walt Disney World. Uh, we got Father's Day this weekend, so we, we, we got this in during the middle of the week. Uh, yep. So if, if, if I don't forget to say something at the end, happy Father's Day to all those fathers out there that are listening. James is a father. Cody, not yet, maybe nine months or so. Yeah. Uh, well, that actually, um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Depends Cody. on how early we stop recording tonight. Uh, Cody, Cody will be a father someday. Uh, Cody has a father. So tell your dad I said, happy father's day when you see him. Um, I got, I've got, I got three fathers now. That's true. So. Yeah. You got, yeah. So tell happy father's all. day to them all, to them all. So, um, but yeah, back to, back to, uh, 101 Dalmatians. I mean, it's, I, I consider it one of, one of the classics obviously it was from that time period uh we're in the silver age now um but i i enjoyed it um i don't know what else is what else more to say um, i will yeah. say that i do also think of this movie as a classic and i think it's widely regarded as a walt disney animation classic or just yeah. a, a classic walt disney movie but when i think about scenes from 101 dalmatians my brain remembers the scenes from the live action movie. Mm. And so I must've just watched that one more growing up. I don't know, but watching this made me, and and then also recently watching Cruella, both of those combined makes me want to go and rewatch the Glenn close 101 Dalmatians. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Tomatoes. uh, The film did receive a 98% based on 49 reviews with an average score of 8.1 out of 10. So, wow. Yeah. So what were you going to say, James? I was just going to say that I haven't seen the live action. The one with Glenn Close. Oh, you got to watch that one. Yep. Yep. And then you got to watch Cruella. Yes. I think I might be watching that this weekend. Cruella (laughs) DeVille. Cruella DeVille. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Which there was that. Seer is to take a sudden chill. Cruella, Cruella DeVille. Good job, Cody. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I try. I try. All right, well, let's, uh, let's share our rankings. I do have one ranking from uh, – actually, I got two, one from the wife, Marcia, and one from my sister, Amber. So, All right. Nice. Um, we'll share those after we share ours. Okay. So who wants to go first? Who hasn't gone first lately? Um, probably me because I never go first. Yeah, so go I, could, I, could, go I could do it this time around. All out. right, let's have That's it. What you got? I want to pull up my other ones. I'm pulling them up right now. Uh, oh, interesting. Okay, and I've I've written down what I think you guys are gonna rank it, so I'll see how it compares. Okay, um, so yeah, like I said, just to kind of recap, this movie is middle of the road. I enjoyed it. I didn't dislike it. I didn't love it. I like the movie. I like the character of Cruella. Um, I liked her sp- th- this version of her in this movie. I'm giving this a seventy three. 
<laughs> wow. I had you down as a 72. What? That's, That's close. That's close. Think you know me. So let me change that to 73. All right, go ahead, James. Um, I, I have a lot of similar thoughts to Cody, but my ranking's a little bit higher. Um, I do like the characters in it, the story, the music. I think the music's great. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it an 84. All right, I mm-hmm. had you a little lower. I, I had you down at a 75. I will say that, because I usually toss a couple of different ratings around um, before I settle on one. I kind of yeah. go with what feels right with the way I've been doing my my rankings. I started as an 83. Oh. And, and then after reflection and, and analyzing different things, I, I worked my way down to a 73. But my initial rating was an 83. So, so after some meditation and deep thought, If James had thought about it a little bit longer, he may have gone with like a 74 and he would have been <laughs> more correct. But <laughs> All right, so I'll share mine. I, I do like the music. Uh, the just, I mean, I don't know if you can watch many animated Disney movies and say – I hated the music because uh, it's normally pretty good. Um, uh, the, the Three Caballeros. I said most Disney movies. Okay, Fantasia from, 2000. From this point on. Uh, so, uh, but even in those, I can find some. You found some songs you like. So uh, fun and fancy free. <laughs> Melody so I gave it. Um, I gave it an eighty-five. Oh well, I'm at the bottom of the pack tonight. At the bottom. So we're only thirteen different between the three of us man if and if i had stuck with my first rating that i had we'd have what 83 84 85 yeah yeah so 13 point spread or is it 12 is it 12 oh 12 12 12, sorry 12 yeah 12 um with an average score of 80.6 so i don't know where that can you break it down cody where that ranks on the 16 before that What, the 80? Yeah. 80.6? 80.6. Peter Pan was an 89.6. It's our sixth highest one. It's number six. Sixth highest. Okay. Yep. Sixth highest, yeah. Just above Lady and the Tramp, which was the one we did two two shows ago. So, okay. So, I'll share... uh, some of the uh, the other ratings now. Amber just sent me the rating. She said they watched it a couple weeks ago, or she watched it. She really didn't go into why she gave it uh, the score, but she gave it a uh, where to go eighty four. Eighty four, so right there with James. That's a good score. Yeah, Amber, you are correct. <laughs> and then Marcia, she gave it one of her highest. She said she really likes Hundred One Dalmatians, and it was her actually third highest that she's rated. She's missing a couple out of the. Uh, the package film era, but she gave it a 92. 92. So, um, wow. She gave Cinderella a 95 and Dumbo a 95. So it comes in at number three for her. Nice. So, so thank you guys for your ratings. And then if obviously if anybody else wants to send in theirs, did, did you, did Lucy get a chance to watch it with you, Cody or. Mm-mm, she didn't no? get to watch this one with me. Uh, okay. All right. So yeah, Amy or. Rush, if you watch it, send send those in. Uh, and then I'm still trying to get Kaylee to watch some movies, but she's uh, says she's too busy with working and her social life. So, so th- there's an easy solution to this. If she <laughs> wants to hang out with her boyfriend, <laughs> she either has to watch the movies before she's allowed to hang out with them, yeah, mm-hmm. or they watch them together. 
There you and then go. we get two ratings. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't. I, I really don't see what the problem is here. I'll try. Yeah. I'll, I keep. I keep trying, but obviously, I haven't been too. Successful. Where's she at? Put her on the know. camera. Put her on the sick. camera. Because her. <laughs> She's got to work tomorrow, but her boyfriend's gone for a couple more days. He's at football camp, so. Oh. She Where, is she still at the trampoline place? No, she works at the Ice. Uh, Cheyenne Ice and Event Center. Ice and Event Center. Yeah. So. Doing right, so, what? Skate uh, models? Yeah, she does everything. I mean, sometimes she'll work in the. Uh, do they let her drive there. the Zamboni? No, you got to be, uh, I think you got to be 18 to do that and you're certified. Mm. So. Certified Ooh. Zamboni driver. <laughs> yeah. Certification for Zamboni? I guess, that is a yeah, prestigious so. job. Something, something you could put on your resume later. Yeah. I know what I'm doing in my next summer camp. <laughs> I'm going to Zamboni camp. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's uh, 101 Dalmatians. Our next one is one that I've been looking forward to, uh, The Sword in the Stone. Yes. That's Good gonna movie. Be, that's gonna be our next one that we'll talk about next episode, uh, whenever that may be. Probably in two weeks because James will be at Disneyland in eight. Yes. Days, so in eight days. Yeah. So. So our next episode, we'll talk about the Sword in the Stone, the 18th Disney animated feature film, uh, and it, the reason I'm excited to watch because I have not watched it in a while, and I haven't since we started this. I haven't watched it on purpose because I want to wait till we were getting ready to record. So. Yeah, I don't remember the last time I saw it. It's been a long time it's for me too. Time, but yeah. I know as a kid that was one of my favorite ones. So, so we've got. I don't the know if I've coming up. ever oh, seen it. Oh, well, really? That'd be good. That'd be yeah, I don't know if I have. Yeah. I know I've seen clips that float around on the internet, and I've seen pictures, and so I know what the movie is. Right. But I don't know if I've actually ever watched it. You know the Sword in the Stone at Disneyland. Yes. So, so we got Sword and Stone coming up. We got the Jungle Book, the Aristocats, Robin Hood. And then Cody's all-time favorite, The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. That is a good one. Yeah, yeah, I know. You've, you've mentioned before you like it, so. You know what? The ride at Magic Kingdom, Winnie the Pooh is better than the one at Disney. Is it? That's it one that's Okay, so I didn't ride that when I was there. What's different about it? It's just better. Okay, that really helps me. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to explain. I It was just better. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know if it had anything to do with the fact that I was eating a, a, a ice cream while I was waiting in line, and so I was in a better mood getting on it, or what? I just you, thought it was in, better. Is the ride vehicle still a beehive? Yes. Or do you, yes is it, it is. the same ride? Is it the same story? You ride through the same scenes? No, it's not the same scenes. I think that's what's different. It's better. Okay. They're better right. scenes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. So, at least now I know. Next yeah. time you go, you got to go on Winnie the Pooh. Yes. Yeah, and see, and that's another like. There's a as much as I did do while I was there. There was a lot that I just wasn't able to do. Yeah. Only spending one day in each park on your first time going. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to our last two segments, and then we'll get on out of here. Um, All right. They are. Oh, I thought you were going to finish it. I was just leading into it. <laughs> so we got, we got uh, Cody's uh, recently new feature, which I, I look forward to, and I'm scared at the same time. I don't know why. You have no reason to be scared. <laughs> I so love it. I'm not giving you anything bad. No, yeah, no, no, I, no, I love it. So we'll do, uh, we'll do Cody's Corner, and then we'll do our random Disney A to Z, and then uh, 
we'll get on out of here. So Cody, take the hardest part for me is I've got a whole list of questions now and now I don't know which one to do to do. So, Oh goodness me. All right. Um, that's a hard one. Hard to choose or a hard question? Hard to choose. Oh, okay. Because then they all sound really good when I'm writing them down, and then I'm looking over my list and like they're gonna think this is stupid. Well, I'll never. <laughs> we'll never. Well, I'll say we'll we'll never tell you they're stupid. Yeah. <laughs> James may think it, but he won't say it. <laughs> He'll text me. <laughs> Can you read that question? What was Cody thinking? No idea what he was thinking. Maybe he should have asked that question on Facebook. <laughs> That's probably what I should have done. No, anything you come up with is going to be good. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this one's a little different. Um, uh, no, that one might require a little bit more thinking. That one might be harder to do right off the bat. Okay. Well, let's just do it. Put us on the spot. All right, fine. I'll do it. So there was a kind of a rumor going around at Disneyland. It wasn't um, Jason. It just looked like him. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care what Snow White says. (laughs) So I saw this uh, article and it it read, uh, Disney has been uh, doing focus groups uh, testing the name Disneylander and Pals of Disneyland as replacement names to annual pass holder. Uh, although it is more likely that the focus group is to gather insight into what people organically suggest as a name. So the question for this week is what would your suggestion be for the name of the new pass holder? Um, and then that would also be kind of be to go along with the new pass holder esque program that Disney will eventually unveil. Because all the rumors right now are pointing that pass annual passes as we know it will not return. Um, there was a shareholder meeting or some type of earnings meeting or something within the last couple of weeks where where Bob Chapek was um, using language such as loyalty program or um, uh, something else. It was loyalty program or... Like those things you scan when you go to the supermarket? Like a yeah, little that, 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 th- those were the terms <laughs> he was throwing around. Um, so if people were suggesting things like, what is it going to like, what, you buy 10 tickets, get one free? Well, and, you yeah. know, those that was the kind of language he was using. I buy 9, 10 Charlie subs and I get the 10th one for free? or exactly. plus, a, plus an order of bacon <laughs> cheese fries or what's going on? <laughs> Bacon cheese fries. <laughs> yeah, that sounds good right now, huh? That does sound good. No lie. All right. So, uh, <laughs> what now? I, I don't know. I so I, instead of instead of the elite group of of Disneyland goers being called uh, pass holders, uh, other names that I've referred to. The focus group was testing pals of Disneyland or Disneylanders. Do you, uh, the question for this week is: What would your suggestion be? Hmm. I don't know if I could come up with a answer to what my suggestion would be until I could see what the perks were for being 
a PAL or a Disneylander or what they used to call an annual pass holder. Uh, now, if they're going away from the whole idea of an annual pass, um, then I could see coming up with a new name. But is I, I, I need to know, is the program similar to an annual pass holder program that was there before? Or is it going to be you know, unlimited entry when you you could be a Disneylander and uh, still be allowed to go in whenever you want? It, 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 to me, it's hard to come up with a name until I know what what the parameters of the program are is going right. to be, you know, is it going to be like a loyalty club? Like I have my Smith's card that I scan when I buy groceries. And <laughs> once I get to like $500, I get 10 cents off my gas or. What, okay. Uh, so, so how about this? Throw the, throw naming it out the window. Okay. What in your ideal world, what would you like to see Disney Disneyland specifically do as a replacement or as a, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Substitute or not substitute. Uh, when you, oh, what would be a successor? Is that the word I'm looking for? Maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of program, what would, what perks would you like to see as this new pass holder or loyalty program? What do you want to see Disney do in this new age of park going? I mean, I never really had an issue with annual passes. I, I mean, I thought it was a good idea. I mean, I had them at one point. You guys had them. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I saw an article saying that Disney right now, despite being closed for more than a year, Disneyland, I should say, the last couple months that they've been open have been more profitable for them right. under this limited capacity than before they closed for COVID. And I can – I and – Knowing, you know, they obviously, I think with the, the pass holder program was a good idea to, to, you know, get people into the park, but I don't think they, in my opinion, and the reason they kept raising prices and raising prices and people would still buy them. I don't think they made as much money off a pass holder Mm -mm. as they did with an average person who came from maybe Texas or, you know, Illinois or where, and we're visiting Disney for a week. Yeah. Um, I don't think they, I don't think they made as much money off no. them uh which well, was, especially within the last five years yeah. easily so with with co with, with them canceling the annual passes and then them saying oh, hey we're coming out with a different program lends me to believe that yeah they weren't making money and they're looking at ways now to make money you said they, they've been more profitable with the way they've been doing it now um it's because everyone's having to buy an individual ticket every time right, they want to go to right, the park even when when I bought my when we bought our annual passes, they weren't that expensive. I mean, it was like three, four, or five hundred bucks maybe. Um, where we we worked it out, we needed to go two and a half times during that year to recoup our our money. We 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 ended up going three or four, so we we definitely got our got our money's worth. Um, and those were individual days, like two and a half individual entry days. We just yeah, we had to go like two and a half days. So like, if you did a four day trip. You were already paying for it, already making your money back on it within that first trip. Basically. And if that was the only time you went that year, you saved money on buying that pass. Yeah. At at the time with what they cost. Obviously with what you guys paid more recently, we would have to go numerous times Mm -hmm. um, to uh, be able to make it. So there's a reason Disney took them away. And I think there's a reason why they're not going to come back in the capacity that they were Mm-hmm. before with, you know, somebody spent say a thousand dollars for an annual pass or whatever. And then, you know, that person goes two or three times a week 
uh, yeah. definitely making their, their money up, uh, throughout that, throughout that, that, that year. So it, it, I don't, I don't know if they need a program, uh, like a loyalty program. Um, cause no matter what people are going to complain, Oh, we want our annual passes back this and that, but Disney's there to make money. Um, now I could see possibly, you know, you buy maybe, maybe you buy four days and you get a fifth day free, uh, or something. I don't know. Um, discounts maybe, but how do they, I mean, I don't know if you can offer discounts like it to like the, what's it? The legacy passholder program or whatever they, they were doing. Mm-hmm. Or, Cause now, now you're not allowing people, nobody else can join that club because you can no longer buy an annual pass. So you cannot become a former annual pass holder. Well, yeah. And it's only, that's exclusive to only people that had current annual pass hold annual passes when it closed. Right. Like Added, right. I still have my annual pass card somewhere. Yeah. I didn't get rid of it, but mine expired two years before the park closed for COVID. Right. So I'm not a legacy pass holder, even though I've been a pass holder before. I wasn't one when the park closed. So it's exclusive right. to those that had an active annual pass at that, at that point, at that time. Right. Like and Mr. James Bass. thinks he's hot stuff because of it. Yeah. So yeah, see, there's, there's mine from when I had it. So I'm a former pass holder. So why can't I be a legacy pass holder? Right. I think, <clears throat> I don't know about a name. Cause the only name that comes up, you know, yeah, is not very appropriate for me to say right now, um, <laughs> so I'm not going to say it. <laughs> that hasn't stopped you before, James. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think. I mean, for me personally, I mean, and I think I've said this before. I think that the the annual pass system that they had was good. It was just a little too convoluted, especially with the Southern California residents thrown in there. For a couple things. Number one, cheaper, even though it's not, even though there's a lot of days blocked out, I know, but it's way cheaper. And also allowing them to pay for it over 12 months instead of having to pay for it outright, mm-hmm. which I know if you think about it for just half a second, you can figure it out and put it on a credit card and still pay it out. But a lot of people aren't able to figure that out or something. I don't know. <laughs> but to me, like Jason said, I remember when we bought it and it was like, okay, we have to come back. Like you said, if we come back two more times this year, we got our money's worth. And, and I remember even joking about it. It's like every time we drove by Disneyland, it's like, hey, let's just walk in and, and walk through the Emporium and just look at stuff and just walk out just to get one more one more time in there. You know what I mean? Right. Like we, we would try to go in whenever we could. And I know, I mean, they've said, Disney has said, right, that like you were just saying, Jason, they, they or maybe it was Cody or maybe it was both. I don't know. Um they just don't make as much money off of the annual pass holders. And Mm -hmm. as soon as you say that, of course, everybody on Facebook and Twitter starts going crazy if they're a pass holder and they start saying, Oh, well, they made money off of me. I'd go there four times a year and I'd spend $6,000 each time I was. And it's like, okay, yeah, maybe you did, but you're an anomaly. You're, you're not the general, (laughs) you're not, you're not the normal person. You're an outlier rather than the. Exactly. Yeah. So I think what they just need to do is they just need to make it fair for everybody. They just have, and I think even a couple different tiers like the signature, the premiere, whatever, where no blockout dates and maybe blocking out, you know, some of the more busy times. I think they just need to make them more expensive. 
you know, as Jason's talking about it, two and a half, three days, uh, you know, right now I'm looking at it. I'm on Disneyland's site to buy a two day ticket is $118 a day. And if you want to add a park hopper in there, it's another $55 on top of that. So, I mean, that ticket is what, 170 something dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, three times that is, is they're way above that with the last annual passes. I think they should multiply that by like 10 for like the top of the line, you know, like seventeen, eighteen hundred dollars for the top of the line. You can go in wherever you want to. And maybe even a little bit more expensive than that, because honestly, there's people that have these passes that are, I mean, like you see stories about, oh, this guy has an annual pass and he went every day for the last 17 years or something like that. It's like, holy cow, that's just too accessible. Yeah. But for someone that really wants to come a lot of times, uh, you know, maybe 1700 1800 even 2000 per pass isn't too much, you know, and mm-hmm. and they come 10 times and they they break even or maybe spend a little bit a little bit more than they would have if they would have done, uh, you know, five different trips with two day park hopper. I mean, who knows? I just think they just need to make it more expensive like that. And I think that they would scare a lot of people away. And I think that that would be better. Those are my thoughts. All right. I mean, I would, I mean, I would, if, if I would have lived closer, I, you know, I would have had annual passes up until the point where they stopped it, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, they yeah. closed the parks and all, all, all Yeah. If I had never left Vegas, I yeah. don't see why I wouldn't have continued to renew my pass and because it, it, it was it, being in Vegas four hours away. It is yeah. very convenient. And I mean, I was doing day trips to Disneyland from Vegas. Yeah. Which if it, if really it takes a lot out of you, but it's. <laughs> You, when you're only four hours away, you find reasons to go. Right. Yeah. When you're a 12 hour drive away, it's a little harder. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I would have made it if the, the scenario, like James said, if it was more expensive, I mean, we, if, if we were close enough, we, we would make it work somehow. I mean, even if it was, um, you know, saving up for a year and then buying the pass and then saving up, you know, if, cause I didn't like, I mean, I think I would have liked the payment program if I lived there, but you know, uh, there's there's ways you can do it and still I I'll just say I I didn't like the payment program. Uh, maybe yeah. offer the payment program for people who live out of the state. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if you live in the state, you got to pay. Sorry, uh, right away. I don't know. As I far mean, as a lo- a loyalty program, you know, in in lieu of or in place of, I just can't think of anything that they could offer. I mean, the annual pass kind of was you know you it was. I'm not going to say exclusive, but you know, it wasn't like club club 33 exclusive, but you know, you, you put that, you put that money up to buy the pass. Yeah. You should get some perks. Uh, yeah. Not, not as many as the people thought they deserve sometimes. Uh, yeah. So, um, well, because then as often as some of those people were going where Disney wasn't making any money on them after they've already come 50 times this year and it's only the third month, you know? Yeah. And then they have the 25% off merchandise and the 15% off food or, or whatever the percentages were. Right. You know, they're already not making any money off those people. And then they're giving them discounts on top of it. They could, uh, you know, annual pass, bring it back. They could do like, okay, on these, on the, on certain dates or whatever, whatever the days might be, or we're only allowing 25% of annual passes in. So, and they, yeah. you know, kind of like a reservation system. Once we hit that 25% of annual passes holders, they can no longer come in and then we're going to let other people come in. And then, mm-hmm. you know, if they, if they show up that day and there's, you know, we're at, and we're not at capacity and they want to come in then they can come in. But I don't, I don't know. I, yeah. 
I, now, I can't yeah. think of a name, so sorry, Cody, if I ruined your question. <laughs> okay. I didn't want to do it, and James made me, so I blame <laughs> him. It was my fault. So, no, we had a good, good, uh, good uh, conversation. No, it was a good little roundtable discussion. Yeah, I'm I, not upset with that. I was, you know, I, I like the annual pass holder program, but I don't yeah. know if they're not going to have one. I don't know if you can have a a loyalty program or if you can become a, you know, how do you become a Disneylander? You know, I mean, do, do I got to go like three times in a month or do I got to, you know, do 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 I got to go a certain amount of times this year? And then I, I get maybe perks or bonuses or I, you know, instead of, you know, get discount on my food or I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I think, I think they should, I think they should just make it expensive, like $2,500 for the premiere. Chase keeps going up. <laughs> 2500 a year for the premiere, and they should keep the reservation system. But if you're a premiere pass holder, you should be able to make reservations, I don't know, four months in advance, but everyone else can only make them three months in advance or six months and three. I, I don't know, just something to give you a little bit of a perk. But also, like you said, Jason, cap it out to where, you know what, six months from now, we're only going to allow X amount of people in here. And only 25% of that is allowed for the annual pass holders to make a reservation. Right. If you want to be part of the other 75%, you need to buy other, another ticket. And the perk is you get to make your reservation three months before uh, the general population right. does or something. I don't know. Something like that. Yeah. That's I what know. I think they should do. 3000 3000 <laughs> 3, a year. That's how hard going once. <laughs> Yeah, so, I don't know. <laughs> and James All is going right. to be the first in line with his $3,000. Yeah, be like, <laughs> He'll make it work. So. Take my Thank money. You. I'll be like, here you go. Here's All my right. wallet. You Here's my we, wallet. <laughs> we should have time for our uh, Disney A to Z, right? Of course. All right. Well, we've made time for everything else. Okay, yeah. well, let's, let's, let's get it, to our We might just have to go like A to S or A to T or something. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get out of here. We'll go A to R or A to W. I don't know. This is the Disney A to Z random entry. Yeah. All right. So if, you, if you've, uh, I, hopefully you've listened to us, you know what the, this is about. Uh, we've got a book here called uh, Disney A to Z, the official encyclopedia, fifth edition by Mr. Dave Smith. It's basically an encyclopedia of everything Disney. And uh, uh, on episodes, we, uh, we spin a wheel comes up with a random page number. I give my co-host uh, how many entries are on that page. They they give me a number, and then I read that entry. Uh, we may talk about it a, a little bit or just move on. So um, we're going to spin the wheel now. looks like it stopped on page 632 and on page 632 it looks like we have one two three four five six seven eight entries uh some pretty good ones too i think so we'll see uh we'll see if they can pick a pick pick a, a good one who who went last time who wants to go this time doesn't matter to me i'm not sure you guys find i think out. james went last time yep i think you're right okay. i was just gonna say i think i went last time all right cody do you want to give me a number one through eight. What? One through eight. One through eight. I'm feeling eight. You're feeling eight. Ooh. All right. That's actually a pretty good one. And but I'm going to share a bonus one because it's really short. Because I didn't eight. pick the one he wanted. No, 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 no. Because no, <laughs> you picked the wrong one. <laughs> this is a good one. Um, so, 
hopefully you've seen this movie. If not, you need to watch it. Remember the Titans. Uh, in Alexandria, Virginia, in 1971, a high school, high school football was everything to the city, but when the local school board was forced to integrate an all-black school with an all-white school, the very foundation of football, the great tradition, was put to test. Herman Boone, a young black coach new to the community, was hired as the coach of the T.C. Williams High Titans over Bill Yost, a white man with several years seniority, a steadfast following and tradition of winning. As the pair learned to work together, they found they had much more than football in common. Although from vastly different backgrounds, these two coaches not only mod uh, molded a group of angry, unfocused boys into a dynamic winning team, but helped guide them into becoming responsible young men and along the way initiated a lifelong friendship. Released in sep on September 29, 2000, uh, after a September 23rd world premiere at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena, California, it was directed by Boz Yakin, a Walt Disney Pictures, Jerry Bruckheimer film production starring Denzel Washington as Herman Boone, Will Patton as Bill Yost, Donald Faison as Petey Jones, um, Wood Harris as Julius Campbell, Ryan Hurst as uh, Gary uh, Bertier, Ethan Safley as uh, Louis Elastic, Hayden Pan Panettiere as Cheryl Yost, uh, is the daughter and Ryan Gosling as Alan Bosley. Um, so have you guys seen Remember the Titans? Yes. Cody? Yeah, I've seen it at least twice. Okay, I've seen it at I least 20 times. It's been a long time since I've seen it, but I know I've seen it probably twice. And my kids actually, really enjoy it, too. I actually saw it at Rob's on his big oh, screen nice, there. Nice. Yeah. So some, of the, some of the things I know, um, Ryan Hurst, the guy who played uh, Gary, uh, basically the – the white, the white linebacker guy. Do you know what he went on to star in later? Sons mm. of Anarchy. Oh. Yeah. So if you if you Google his name, you can see how much he changed. Ethan Suplee, who played uh, Louis Elastic, he was the really really big kid. Mm -hmm. uh, he ended up. If you Google his name, he was in uh, My Name Is Earl. As Earl's brother. Well, he's lost all kinds of weight, and he's like this bodybuilder guy now. So. And then Ryan Ryan Gosling, he was he he was getting beat in that movie. So I think uh, Hayden Panettiere's line was, uh, "He's getting beat like he stole something." They, <laughs> they were just passing on him the whole time. So right. very very good movie. I love that movie. I'll watch it whenever it's on. Sometimes throw it on. Yeah, uh, it's a great movie. But when I was, if you would have picked number seven, I mentioned it earlier as my favorite fireworks show. Remember, Dreams Come True was number mm. seven fireworks show from the fiftieth anniversary. So narrated by Julie Andrews. Some of the other entries on there was the reluctant dragon. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I have seen that one. Basically the studio tour. Yeah. Really good. Yeah. Uh, Wolfgang Wooly Reitherman. He's a, one of the, one of Disney's nine old men. He was on there. So, uh, all right. Good job. Remember the Titans. If you haven't seen it, check it out. If you haven't seen it in a while, throw it in again. So yes, go watch it. Yeah. It's a good one. So, all right, that's all I got. Uh, let's let's get our social media out there real quick, and then we'll call it a night and go to bed. Um, if you want to follow us on social media, Facebook, uh, we're at Talking Disney Podcast. Twitter, at Talking Disney. On Instagram, Talking Disney Podcast. Email, uh, you can reach us, TalkingDisneyPodcast at gmail.com. Our website's www.TalkingDisneyPodcast.com, where we'll always have the show first before it makes its way out to the various um, podcast apps such as Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, etc. So that's all I got, guys. Um, anything? Cool. Anything else before we get out of here? 
I don't think so. All right. Probably won't have a show next week because James will be having fun. Uh, but we will. I'll be I'll be at the Blue Bayou. <laughs> we will see I, I am just praying <laughs> that there is a one that pops up. Yeah. I keep I, I'm looking easily 10, 12 plus times a day, just randomly. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. You signed you up on that use, one website, did you right? Use it. Have you signed up for it? I think I requested to be notified, but I haven't heard anything. But I saw someone today on Facebook talk about that site and another yeah, site too. that you pay for. Did you see that? Where they said they paid like six bucks a month for one site, but then they did it for free on the other site. And the free site ended up sending them a, 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 tax a notice. Yeah. yeah. And they and they got in. They were able to get it. But the one that they paid for never sent anything to them. So they were talking about how the paid version was no good. So What was the other one? Um, I think I it was like... See- what is what is what was the one like my mouse dining or something? Mouse. I think the other one was like mouse watcher or something like that. Something like that. I don't know, mm, but I, I guess it's to. another s- similar service. But um, I might have to just throw my coins in that hat too, just in case. Well, just in I, case, yeah. it didn't work. But yeah. <laughs> well, for the free one, it worked. Yeah, right? yeah the yeah, mouse yeah, watcher. Yeah. That's the one they got it on. Yeah, the free whichever one. the free one is. Yeah. Well, because mouse dining or whatever it's called has. You they can do, do it for version. free, but then if you want like more than however so many, many, uh, so many alerts to set up. Yeah. Because I, I didn't care what time it was, but you have to set a separate alert for the lunch hours and the dinner hours. So for one day for lunch and dinner, that takes up two out of like the six free ones that they give you. Right. And in the beginning, I was like, Blue Bayou, all four days that I'm there, lunch and dinner, and I did the same thing for Lamplight Lounge. It helped me get Lamplight. I've gotten a notification for Blue Bayou twice. Oh, yeah? Um, from it, but by the time that I... And, and I'm, like, right on it, too, because I'm, like, I have my phone right there with me. I see the text. I go into it. It gives you a link that will take you directly to the confirmate like reservation confirmation all you have to do is hit uh i agree to the terms and conditions and hit reserve like it takes you through it you don't have to select the time because it's already embedded in the link for you right um, and then yeah i do all that and then i get like a an error page saying that the the time that i selected is no longer available so did, i don't did know stitch, how quickly time no it was it's lading the tramp and it's like <laughs> the the dining time that you wanted is no longer available. But I don't know how quickly from when it's available on, on online on the site or the app that I get the notification. Right. You know, it worked with lamplight. I got lamplight and I got tortilla Joe's because tortilla Joe's finally popped up on my days. Now that I'm 30 days out, because I think they're only releasing them 30 days out for tortilla Joe's. Yeah, it worked for there because I originally booked six o'clock for Tia Joe's on Wednesday, July 14th, which is the day we fly in. Um, so we're just going to hang out in downtown Disney that evening before going to the park the next morning. It's like, oh, we'll go to Tortilla Joe's. It was on the app. So I just booked it for six. But we don't fly until 340 is when our plane lands. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to be all the way down uh, at the Hollywood Burbank Ho- uh, not hotel airport 
So okay. it's like 40 miles away. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have to Uber or rideshare or something over to Anaheim. And so depending on traffic and everything, it's like it, it could take us a little while to finally get all the way over to Anaheim. So I put in an alert for something a little bit later on Wednesday for Tortilla Joe's. And like 20 minutes later, I got an alert and got one for 730. So I got a little bit more of a buffer to get nice. all the way over to Anaheim and into downtown Disney. But so I'm anyways, I'm waiting for Blue Bayou. I check several times a day just in case. I don't know what the delay is between it popping up and me getting the alert. Right. Um, but I'm, I'm checking. So I'm just hoping that. I'll get lucky and I'm hoping that they'll start doing more tables. I would assume that they are. I haven't had heard or seen any confirmation that they're filling the restaurant like they used to. Now that we're post June 15th, um, I haven't seen any reservations pop up for any of the days that I'm going. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing right now in blue Bayou. Some of the pictures that I've seen from the last little bit has been like, like all the tables are cleared out. <laughs> like they yeah. only, like they only have the tables along the water and that's it. I think Teresa said there's only like 11 or 13 tables or something like that. Yeah, that's what she said. And I've heard that other places. I saw a video from like last weekend of some YouTubers in there and they had tables along the water and they had like a few others in there, but it definitely wasn't the normal amount of tables in there. Right. But I don't know why at this point that they'd still be limiting it with yeah, everything else know. that they're doing. But I haven't seen the... The reservations pop up either, so I don't know. It may not happen this time, which would be sucky, but I've gotten some other good ones. I actually got a restaurant that I've never been to before. Um, It is the – what is it called? I've got to pull it up on my app here. It is Wine Country Trattoria. Oh, gotcha. Um. It's over there across from the Pacific Wharf, kind of coming around the bend there behind Grizzly, across from Cars Entrance. Right. Mm, yeah. Or more across the, from the Pacific Wharf area. But it's like an Italian restaurant. And I guess I never realized that they actually had like a full-blown like dinner menu there. I thought that was just like wine tasting up in there. But they have a whole – a full dinner lunch menu, so – I got I got one for that. So nice. So, right, anyways, well, even if I don't get, get it, blue bio. yeah, that'd be nice. Just but if not, it. it'll still be a good trip. If anybody out there can help Cody with his blue bayou reservation, <laughs> let him know. Talking Disney yeah. podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> That's funny. I see people on Facebook saying stuff like, "Hey, does anyone want to trade a three o'clock uh, blue bayou reservation for six o'clock lamplight?" tomorrow or it's like, what, are, what are these guys i don't understand what they're doing <laughs> all right anyways sorry let's get let's get I'll, I'll, I'll agree to them even if i don't have that other reservation <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure, I'll see yeah. You, you give me the early one and yeah. uh we'll see you later Good luck. So, <laughs> so once again thanks everybody for uh yes thank you out, uh this episode on all the episodes we really do appreciate it and uh let's get out of here Let's go. So again, thanks for listening and uh, we will uh, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, folks. And me and my pals hope you had a swell time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mickey? Uh Uh-huh. It's that time. Uh, What time is that, Minnie? 